Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope Discussions, gay to Erica, woke discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live, they do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. We gon' bring you that dope. Yeah, we gon' bring you that dope. It's gay to beat it, baby. Make state to state, baby. Coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby. Spark to jokes. Yeah, we gon' bring you that dope. Don't talk with Erica, man. Talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And yeah, we gon' bring you that dope. And yeah, we gon' bring you that dope. And yeah, we gon' bring you that dope. Hey, 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 hey. What's up, everybody? We got all our favorite people in the house already. Oh, wow. Hey, Pamela. Hey, Latoya. Hey, Ro. And hey, Q. And hey, Missy. Good evening. What's happening to everybody? <laughs> Look, Ashley popped in. Look, we got everybody in the building. Hey, Ashley, clap your hands, everybody. Everybody, clap your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Gator? What is going on? Uh, Look, it's been a day already, but you know what? <laughs> it's always a good day when I can wear my black and gold and Sport my fleur de lis with pride, mm-hmm. and it's always a great day when the New Orleans Saints beat the Atlanta Falcons. The <laughs> Dirty Birds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, I mean, it should be any surprise at this point, but you know, me it's living not- in Atlanta, it's 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 always a pleasure. To be able to walk outside after one of those games, yeah, in my Saints jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you living in, in you living in enemy territory now. You got watch your back, watch your front. Right, right. You know, I mean, you know, I, I look. I don't really have to watch my back because, I mean, if anybody in Atlanta is like their quarterback, then I ain't got to worry about getting hit anyway. They're gonna miss me. So, <laughs> I mean. Just saying. Just, <laughs> Just saying. saying. Huh? You know? <laughs> well, thank y'all so much for tuning in to another Dope Discussions. How y'all doing this evening? Won't y'all do us a favor? Share this to your timeline. Share this with all of your Facebook friends and um, drop us a comment. Let us know where y'all watching us from. We want to know where yeah. our people are from. Exactly. We definitely want to know where you you from. We could give a shout out to you. Be like, hey, North Carolina, no yes. discussions. <laughs> we 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 give you yes. a shout out. 
but definitely share it out. You know, let somebody you know, let your kinfolk, let your auntie, you know, whoever you think might be down with it. And even if they ain't down with it, go ahead and spam them anyway, because you know what? They might just like it. <laughs> yes. Well, this is going to be a very special episode. I am excited. We have some special guests with us today. We're going to be talking about a new project that's going to be released next month called Dear Single Mom. And I'm actually one of the co-authors on there. But um, I want to highlight some of the other beautiful ladies who have shared their testimonies in this story, in this book, because I want to hear their stories. I know my story already. I want to hear theirs. (laughs) It ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean, I think that all of them have wonderful stories. Everybody who put this compilation of stories together has wonderful stories and stuff that people can take actual lessons from and inspiration from. So I'm just glad to have them in the house tonight. Yes. Look at those beautiful ladies. Tonight we have Miss Sabrina Willis from St. Augustine, Florida. And we have Diane Parker, homegirl. She's right here from Hammond, Louisiana. So we get to chop it up with them tonight. I'm excited. But before we bring those ladies out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we both, we repping. Before Mm -hmm. we bring those beautiful ladies out, we got to pay some bills. So we have a, a business spotlight that we have tonight here let me bring up our special business spotlight for the night let's see we have miss nadia francois miss nadia francois and she is from baton rouge louisiana gator she's from your hometown yeah from the biara jigger city the boo And she is a co-author of an anthology called What is Your Superpower? And she also has What's Your Superpower TV show series. That's exciting. I can't wait to check that out. Yeah, that sounds exciting for real. Yeah, and she actually had her book signing event today in Baton Rouge. So shout out to Nadia. I hope you're watching. Um, If you want to contact Nadia, you want to get a copy of her book, You want to email her about her TV series, you can reach her at www.whatsuperpower.com or you can connect with her on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash what's your superpower anthology. Right. Yeah, I got to I got to take it. Actually, I got to get into that one. That sounds very interesting. You know, and she's a visionary. She's we need visionary. more visionaries. <laughs> we need more visionaries in our community right now. Yes. All right. So without further ado, let's yeah. bring out our special guest. You want to do the drum roll? Good evening, Sabrina. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing great. How are you all? Good. Welcome to the Dope Discussion Studio. Thank you so much for the opportunity to allow me to grace your platform. I appreciate the invitation. 
We are excited. We're excited. So all of our viewers are listening with bated breath. They want to hear about your story and hear about who you are. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, so like you said, my name is Sabrina Willis. I am from St. Augustine, Florida. Um, I'm a mother of two, a girl, Destiny, who's 20, and a boy, Braylon, who's 12. Um, I am the founder of the She Can Network, and I'm also um, a confidence coach. So I help women overcome any traumatic experiences that they have experienced in the past to help them to walk into their purpose that they are actually called for. So that's a, awesome. that's a little bit about me. That's beautiful. I love that. I love to meet women who are about other women because that's what we need more of in this world right now. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to bring out our next special guest, Miss Diane Parker from Hammond, Louisiana. Come on out, Diane. Hello, hello, hello. How are hey. you guys? Hey, Diane. How are you tonight? I'm wonderful. Can't complain. How about you guys? Doing awesome. So go ahead and introduce yourself to our viewers and our listeners. Tell them who Diane is. Hello, everyone. I'm Diane Parker. Um, I'm 39. I just made 39 on the second. So happy birthday to me. Happy um, birthday. birthday. Thank you. I am the mother of three wonderful and annoying daughters. <laughs> My daughter, Kayla, is 17. She's graduating this year from Hammond High. Um, my daughter, Kataya, is 15. She's a sophomore at Hammond High. And my little one is Katia, and she's four, and she's the woman of the house. Wow. Um, Yes. <laughs> Ain't that how it me. always is? Yes, ma'am. Um, always the little ones. Yes, always <laughs> the little ones. I was born and raised in Hammond, Louisiana. Um, just uh, all around uh, outgoing uh, person. Um, I am also the owner and founder of AKC uh, Accommodations. I work with a group of people who are helping people save money on their travels, such as uh, hotel rooms, cruises, um, theme park discounts, things of that sort. And we're all about teaching um, both men and women how to become entrepreneurs and how they can learn um, how to earn resi residual income, excuse me, and uh, possibly break the generational, generational curse of working a normal nine to five. So that's our goal. Uh, with our company that, that we're working with, our boomerang. I love it. Good. Yeah, <clears throat> see, 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 we got some boss ladies on this show tonight. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. You know, that's what we need I to see, it. though. We need them boss ladies up in the cut, yes. you know? <laughs> yes. And, and spreading the knowledge and teaching other women how to be boss ladies. Yes. That's what exactly. it's all about. Right, right. Now, we brought you ladies here to talk about the Dear Single Moms book. Now, before we get into anything, I got to ask both of you, Diane and Sabrina, what inspired you to write the story and share it with the world? So you want me to go first? So um, yeah, go what first. <laughs> inspired me is I know that there are um, single women out there now, single moms who are out there now who feel like um 
that they cannot achieve their goals or they cannot reach their goals or achieve their visions that they have set out for them before they even became parent. How do parents, because how do I know? Because I, will, I was one of them. Um, and so what inspired me to write the chapter in the book was to let women out there know that just because we're a single mom, that we still can do whatever it is that we set out to do in the beginning before we even had our children. You know, we may have to go a different way. We have to go down another path, but we still can do it in spite of, you know, us having children. So that's what my inspiration was um, for me to be a part of the anthology. Yes. Awesome. And what um, about you, Diane? Uh, for me, what inspired me to um, take on the project of Dear Single Moms was um, the fact that we as, we as single mothers, we don't have um, that strong support system that we need. Um, a lot of single moms today are facing struggles uh, alone because they feel like um, they don't have anyone to talk to or the people that they think that they can talk to gets with other people and talk about them behind their backs. So what inspired me to write my chapter um, in the book was the fact that, you know, I want to let single moms everywhere know that it's okay to not be okay. You know, we, we put up this facade that, you know, we, we have to have it all and hold it all together um, as a single mom. And, you know, I just wanted to let the single moms out there know that, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And you have to find that support system, um, even if it's in within a stranger, you have to have that support system. And I just want to be that advocate for single moms everywhere to let them know that, hey, you guys have a friend in me. If you can't find one anywhere else, I'm here. Ooh, yes. Now, nah, I love that. And I, I can attest to that personally. Uh, a lot of times when I was going, you know, going through a lot of hard times being a single mother, I never let anybody in because I was so afraid of being looked upon as weak mm -hmm. or um, having people look at me and say, well, ain't nobody tell you to go have no kids, you know, and, and so you feel like it was I made this decision. So I'm not going to ask anybody else to help me. I'm going to do whatever I have to do and I'm going to make it look good from the outside, even though it's raggedy in the inside. I, I don't want nobody else to know it's raggedy. And so we do a lot of things and we cry behind closed doors and then we go to our jobs and we pretend like we got it all together when we know we really don't. And we're so afraid to ask for help. And if more women would actually come out and say, girl, I feel the same way. I, girl, I don't even know where my next, you know, I don't even know how I'm going to pay my next bill. If we was able to open up and tell each other that we wouldn't suffer in silence and then we would actually get the help that we need. So I applaud you ladies for that. Um, I, I'm, I'm so glad that y'all agreed to do this project. And I so think my, a lot of it comes from like being prideful, maybe, mm -hmm. or maybe the, the feeling of embarrassment. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's why we hold a lot of stuff internal and we suffer mm -hmm. with that issue because we are we are afraid to speak out. 
-hmm. Yes, yes. And we're afraid um, not only about what friends and family are going to say about us, but other women, because we're all faking the phone. And then when you see another woman, but she looks like she's got it all together, you're like, well, I can't go to her because she's not going to understand what I'm going through. She got it all together. And um, if I wonder if she would even, you know, if I even ask her for help, would she be open to talking to me and telling me how she do it? So we have to break that barrier down and let each other know we're more alike than we are different on any given day. Right. So my next question for you, ladies, is the message when when somebody reads the chapter in the book, your story, what message are they going to be able to take away from your particular story? And I start with you, Diane. Um, well, my chapter that I when I wrote my chapter, I, I had a million three topics that I you know was wrestling with about what to you know write about and, and you know what message I wanted to get out there to single moms. So mm -hmm. um, when my with my chapter, I decided to write about how you have to deal with, well, not have to, but mm -hmm. what's the best way to, to still be a single mom, even when tragedy strikes. Um, okay. I lost my, I lost my mom last year um, in May and she passed away the day after my middle child turned 15, like the day after her birthday. Um, wow. And it was a really rough time for us. And with anyone who knows me and the relationship that I had with my mom knows mm. that my mom was my everything. And wow. she helped me raise my my daughters to the young ladies, the two oldest ones, to the young ladies that they are now. And when she passed away, I was lost. Mm. Um, I felt like. I didn't have anyone. I felt like there was no one who would understand what I was going through, even though there was millions of single moms out here who, who've lost a loved one, not just a mother, but a father, a sister, a brother, someone close to them. Um, I just felt like I was alone. And when I, when I sat down and I started to write my chapter, um, every night I would write something down to get started and I would cry. Mm. And, um, I just wanted my message to be loud and clear and to let the single moms out there know that even when tragedy strikes, we still have to be able to straighten up our crown and carry Ooh. on. Right. And I thought about, you know, what, what would my mom say to me if I was writing this story and she was here? You know, Ooh. and the thing that stood out to me the most that made me go ahead and continue and write my chapter and face it head on was that knowing that she would be proud of me if she was here. She would be my number one fan and my number one supporter. So oh, wow. I, I wrote my chapter in dedication and in memory of her. And that's how I was able to get through writing my chapter and, and sending out my message out there to, to let the single moms know that even when you're facing a tragedy, you are not alone. There's always someone there for you. Oh, I love that. I love that. And what about you, Sabrina? When somebody reads the chapter that says Sabrina Willis, what's what's the message they're going to take away from your story? So the message that they will take away from my story is where my strength came from. So raising my kids, I had uh, one baby daddy incarcerated. 
I had mm. one baby daddy who did not really deal with one of my kids. And then I was in a, a relationship, but it was a very, very toxic relationship at the time. And so my kids had to see all of this. And so um, there were times where, like you said, we cry. Um, we don't know where we're going to, how we're going to pay our bills. There, there, there are a lot of things that goes on behind the scenes that no one ever knows about, but, but you and your children. Mm-hmm. And so you have to muster up the strength. And a lot of times your, your kids don't even know what's going on because you have this mask up, like you're behind closed doors and you're crying and you're pleading for help. And then you mm-hmm. come, you come out like nothing's ever nothing ever is going wrong nothing ever happened like you have this smile on your face like you're superwoman and so my chapter is about how i found my strength to raise my two kids on my own even though i did have a support system you know my 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 grand my their grandmothers or their grandfathers you know it's still not anything like raising your kids on your own because at the end of the day those kids did not ask to be here and so it's our responsibilities as mothers to provide for those. And so it's just like I had to muster up strength from somewhere and that somewhere was God and God helped me to, you know, gain the strength that I needed in order to raise my kids the proper way that I needed to. Awesome. Yeah, that definitely is awesome. I mean, you saying what you said about, you know, hey, you didn't necessarily want to, you know, involve your kids. You didn't want them to know the, the struggles that you were going through. You know, I think, you know, I was raised by a single mom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I remember her telling me later in life, like there were nights where she would, you know, just be breaking down crying when, you know, she thought about the things that she had to, you know, that she was going through, but she could never tell us. <laughs> so, you know, just listening to you, you know, give that testimony just kind of brings me back to thinking about that. You know, and the challenges that she had to have gone through, you know, trying to raise two single boys like me and my brother, because we was we was kind of bad, too. But (laughs) now getting to challenges and everything, what was your biggest challenge that you faced as a single mother? And I kind of want to go right back to you, uh, Diane, on this. What do you feel is like your, your biggest challenge that you faced? Um. With me, my biggest challenge with being a single mom was just that, being a single mom, Um, not knowing, you know, how my light bill is going to get paid or trying to figure out how many extra shifts at work I can pick up to, you know, make the money that I need to make sure the bills, you know, get paid, keeping a roof over their head and food in their stomachs because my, my children are greedy. And um, <laughs> the pandemic going on, they've been eating me out of house and home, honey. I'm gonna tell you, it's just, it's just been a struggle with just trying to feed them. But um, <laughs> but my my biggest challenge, you know, is just was just that, just being a single mom and not really having that support system and being afraid to to see who's out there who will help, you know, without trying to hurt or destroy you know, me and my children in the process. So, you know, I, I had to um, really, really take some time and, and sit down and figure out, you know, where I was going to try and, and gather up the strength to to be a single mom. 
And once I, I got my head on straight and I came up with my game plan that, you know, come hell or high water, it didn't matter, you know, what, what I had, had to do. It was going to get done just to make sure that my children were, were taken care of. And I just I, I bossed up, you know, as everyone says, I, I bossed up. I got out there on the grind and and I just I've been doing it ever since. Love it. Love it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, now, how about you, Sabrina? What was the biggest challenge you think that you faced as a single mother? So um, I would I would agree with Miss Diane, you know, the the living paycheck to paycheck, the worrying about where your next meal may come from or how your bills are going to get paid. And then also because my kids are um, I have such an age gap, one of them being uh, 20, one of them being uh 12 and then my youngest is a boy so he's into sports so i had to be that sports mom you know i had to take him to practices and games and all that stuff and then i had my daughter where she's she's an, growing into an adult she's trying to find herself so i had to help you know steer her in the right direction into being um you know a, a nice little lady you know how to carry herself so balancing myself between the two <laughs> trying to make sure that each one of them had my full undivided attention was a was a struggle for me. Yeah, I can just imagine um, those sports. Um, not only does it cost time, but it costs money. Money. I want to add something to what Miss Sabrina just said about, you know, being the, the sports mom, because my 15 year old is also athletic and she does basketball, volleyball, track, you know, all of that good stuff. And, and you know, having to juggle time between being a sports mom and, you know, mom at home, working mom, you know, it, it was just, you know, it's, it just gets really, really crazy. But, you know, we also have to take that time to, you know, step back and relax, you know, and take that time out for ourselves and breathe and take the necessary time we need for ourselves. Because our children are our everything, you know, and we'll do everything we can for our children. But we just we also need to realize that as single moms, we do need that, you know, one to two minutes to ourselves where we can just say, OK, look, I, I just you know, I just need to breathe and. Let me get, you know, get it together and then we can we can get rolling again. And a lot of single moms don't don't really realize that, you know, the reason why that they 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 have a lot of struggles is because they they don't take that time out for themselves. Yes, definitely. Um, I want to address some of the ladies in the comments, um, get some of their input in. I see Pamela out there. Pamela says, yes, yes, yes. We pretend to have it all together but we are about to fall apart. <laughs> yes, indeed. And she's also one of the co-authors in this book too. So I can't wait to read her story. Uh, we got Miss Latoya Nicole out there. She's also a co-author in this book. We're going to definitely have these ladies on the, on the show in the future to tell their stories too. Let's see. We got a Landria out there. She's the actual, um, compiler and creator of this project. And she's going to be on the show next weekend to share, you know, her inspiration and um, the vision that went into putting this story together. Let's see who else we got out here. We got our, our boy stitch. He's in the house. He's watching oh, yeah. us. 
<laughs> Let's see. Stitch says the laws of attraction led him here. He'll be in tune. Thank you. Thank you, Stitch. All right. So the next question I have for you, beautiful ladies, if there was one thing that you could go back and do differently in your journey as a single mom, what would that be? What what in your mind, if you could go back and talk to yourself when you were a younger single mom, what would you what advice would you give yourself? And we'll start with Diane again. Well, the advice that I would give to myself, um, my younger self, um, would be to dream bigger, faster. Mm. And what I mean by that is when I had my children, I basically put my goals and dreams on hold to ensure that they had everything that they needed, mm -hmm. um, which was fine. But I also lost myself hmm. with taking care of my kids because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do that would make me happy as a mm -hmm. woman and as a mother. Um, like it, I had been wanting to be a, an author since I was 16 years old. Mm. Um, and I have notebooks, notebooks compiled, you know, everything. I always keep a notebook in my purse in case, you know, something comes up and I want to write it down. I need to write it down. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I just put that on the back burner. I kept putting it on the back burner because I kept saying, no, you know, my, my kids need me. And, you know, I just really don't have the time to write. I, I don't have the time to, to do, you know, what's, what's necessary to, to become an author, but you know, becoming a part of this project taught me that, um, you know, there's enough time in the day. I just have to manage it. Mm. You know, mm. I, I just I have I just have to you know manage it correctly. And I would tell myself to dream bigger, faster, because you know, up until now, I didn't realize that how important it was for me to share my story with, you know different ladies out there or, or to be introduced to different ladies who who share similar stories and similar traits that I share. So my message to myself and other single moms out there as well, young, old, middle age, it doesn't matter. Dream bigger, faster, ladies, because the bigger you dream and the faster you dream, the faster you can reach your goals and dreams and accomplish everything in life that you want to do, because it's there. It's out there for you to do. It's not impossible. It's only impossible if you make it impossible. So why not just make it instead of saying it's impossible, say I'm possible. You can do yes. whatever you want to do, ladies. Just just go out there and just do it and shine bright when you say it. Straighten up your crown. Keep your head up and just know we always here for you. We're here. Yes, ma'am. Let's preach. Yeah, definitely. Look. <laughs> Look Y'all got an amen corner going on right now in the chat. So, uh... yes, yes. <laughs> and the same for you, Sabrina. If you could go back, if you could change one thing about your journey, or if you could give yourself the best piece of advice that you know now, what would that be? It would definitely be to get married before I have my kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but honestly, um, you know, it it is realistically to have you know your husband before you have children. But 
at the end of the day, you know, things happen. And if you do have your kids out of wedlock, you know, um, it's nothing wrong with that. Everything works in God's perfect timing. Um, right. So if you're not married and you and you do have your kids, you know, that's 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 perfectly fine. But I if I was to talk to my younger self, I would tell myself to wait until I'm married um, to go after my dreams, of course, because there were some dreams that I had to put on hold my myself um, in order to, you know, make sure my kids were well taken care of. So um, definitely to go after your dreams, go after your visions, go after your goals um, first, um, and then everything else will fall into place. Yes, and I definitely agree with that bit of advice from both of you. Yeah. Um, that's something that I learned later in life. Um, that's what we women do. We put off, we forget you're a woman first, you're a mother yeah. second. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we become mothers before we even know what kind of woman we are. Mm. And then a lot of times we're trying to learn ourselves as we're raising kids and we can get so confused. And so many mothers are riddled with guilt because you're split between I want to put my kids first, but I want to do these things for myself as well. How do I do them both at the same time? And a lot of times we put all that stuff on the back burner that we want to do. Um, the, the kind of woman that we really want to be to be a mother to our kids. And then later in life, we start to have resentment, not particularly towards our kids, but towards our situation. Mm -hmm. That there's so many things that I put on hold to be a mother. And then I, a lot of our previous generation, they have it kind of twisted where once they give up their life for their kids, then they think their kids owe them something when they become adults. And, and that's, that's really, uh, that's dangerous. That's toxic. That's dysfunctional. And we want to definitely break that cycle and we want to unlearn that. So we don't pass that down to our kids. So that's, that's big ladies, what you just said. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm just kind of looking back in awe. I'm looking at these, three beautiful authors sitting here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, uh, just spitting knowledge out here. So I, I have to go back to something that Diane mentioned earlier about time management and, 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 and kind of learning to make time for things. Speaking of that learning experience, I mean, like I said, all three of you are authors right now, but I want to talk specifically to the guests here. Like, what has this experience, the whole thing about, you know, becoming an author, like what have what have you learned about yourself in the process of being a contributor to this anthology? And I'll start with oh. Sabrina on this one. <laughs> oh, okay. What I've learned about myself is I never even thought I would be an author. Never imagined it. Um, I do journal a lot, um, but never thought about being an author. And so when the opportunity was presented, I thought it was a perfect opportunity um, just to share my story, um, my experience of being a single mom. So the experience has been an amazing experience, a, a very good, good journey, because it's it's taught me that, you know, as we're what we're talking about, the subject of the matter 
even though I still have kids, there's still things that I can do that I'd never even imagine. So, like I said, I never imagined to be an author. I never did. So I, the experience has been wonderful for me. Awesome. Now, how about you, Diane? What, what, what have you learned? What's, what's, you know, what has it taught you about yourself being a contributor to this, this fantastic anthology here? Uh, it has taught me um, mainly that, you know, my goals and my dreams and my visions are just important um, <clears throat> as my children's goals, dreams and visions. Um, this experience has really opened my eyes to um, finding myself and discovering what it is that I want to do with the rest of my days on this earth, um, which is I, I want to help women become entrepreneurs and I want to be that support system for women all over the world. Um, this anthology has taught me that, you know, everyone is different you know we 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 all walk from a different you know we all come from a different walk of life we're all cut from a different fabric but at the same time we are all still women we are all mothers um and it's it's up to us as women and as mothers to let each other know that we are always here for each other and that we will always be that support system. You know, we will always be that backbone and that you will never be ridiculed, you know, for anything that, you know, that you have going on. Um, basically, the, this experience has just basically taught me that, you know, you know, I can do more than I thought I could. Mm. You know, I, you know, with just like, like I said earlier, with a little time management and everything, I can, I can have everything that I want to have and accomplish everything that I want to accomplish, you know, with, by the grace of God and, you know, the support from the, the beautiful ladies that I've met during this, you know, anthology has really taught me that, you know, I can, I can do anything that I put my mind to. I just have to go out there and do it. Yes, indeed. Wow, that is awesome. That is an awesome word. And that's some awesome words for me too, because, you know, look, time management. Yeah. I got to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you become a single mother you would understand <laughs> right, right, right. Well, i don't know i don't know I, I, you know that might be a problem i don't know if i could be a single mother but <laughs> well, that's, see, that's a that's a topic for another show right because <laughs> <laughs> they doing it now <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> That's a whole nother show right there. Yes. <laughs> Let's see what we got. Pamela says, this book has sparked her creativity in such a way that she wants to write more. Yes, ma'am. Mm. Yes, ma'am. That's exactly what my first anthology did for me because I realized I was afraid that I wasn't going to have enough to write. I realized I had way more to write that I could fit into that one chapter. And, you know, once you start to really go back to that time in your life that you're writing about and it starts to bring back more stuff and more stuff and more stuff. And you're like, wow, I have a, I have so many stories and experiences that I could share with the world that I have even 
pushed in inside of me into the back of my head that I have forgotten about that could be very um, powerful and instrumental in younger women, um, you know, being able to learn. But if we just open up and be vulnerable, be vulnerable and stop worrying about being judged so much, we could help so many more women. And so yeah. I appreciate you ladies so much. Beautiful ladies, powerful ladies, boss ladies. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, yeah. Opella did say something. I love her verbiage. This book sparked my creativity. I like what you said there, Erica. Like sometimes yeah. that can literally light that spark that lights mm -hmm. that fire in you. Like, hey, mm -hmm. look, you know, I, I, you know, I wasn't sure about it, but then it's just sparked. And mm -hmm. it, it just lit that fire. It was what ignited the, the you know, because I mean, I know you've been writing a good bit. I'm sure these these young ladies are, are, are itching and ready to do some more. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and not only does it spark their creativity, but also it could spark and ignite something in other people who actually listen to these stories and say, you know what? Mm -hmm. I can overcome whatever I'm going through. I can get through whatever I'm going through. If these young ladies can set that example, then I can follow it. So right. I think that's why what you guys are doing is just so amazing. Actually, the fact that we're doing this this show right now is a product of that spark. When yeah. I did that first book, that's what made me want to do my first podcast because mm -hmm. I wanted to keep the conversations going between women um, because we had opened up the floodgates for women to actually share and not feel you know, um, judged. And so then right. I wanted to start doing the podcast where women could come on the podcast and actually share their stories, you know, and talking about them and just not, and not just writing. And then that sparked this one, dope discussions where I wanted to bring a male and female perspective in right. on different topics that we talk about that, you know, that impacts our life. And so just the fact that we're on this show right now started from me, you know, being in that first book. So it's all the right. way up from here, ladies. Exactly, exactly. It only takes a match to start a wildfire. And that's basically what's going on right now. <laughs> yes. All right. So before we close out the show, I want to uh, hear from you ladies one more time. Anything, any parting words that y'all want to leave with the listening audience before we go? Um. Thank you guys for the support. Um, thank you, Erica and Gata, for having uh, having me on. This is my very first podcast, and I'm still nervous, even though it's ending. I'm still nervous, but I, I'm very, very grateful. <laughs> <laughs> you're a natural. You're a natural. You're, I was gonna say you're a natural. What you talking you're about? Natural. <laughs> I could not. I could not tell either one of you all were nervous. Y'all did awesome. Right. Really did. Exactly. But I just want to thank you guys for allowing me the opportunity to come on and talk about the book and share my experiences. And I had a lot of fun. And I, I hope um, that in the future that, that, you know, you guys will let me come on and talk some more. I sure will. Same with me. You know, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on the show. I really appreciate the invite. Um Thank you to the ladies. I know there's some ladies out there watching. So thank you all for just, you know, being a part of the, the project with me. Alandria, I know she's watching. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of the project. I really appreciate you. Appreciate you. And just thank you for the support. Thank you for welcoming me, welcoming me 
to this podcast. Like Miss Diane said, we was very mm -hmm. nervous, um, but you guys <laughs> made us feel <laughs> really welcoming, and I, I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Do y'all want to? Do y'all want to let the viewers know where they can like follow y'all either on Facebook, Instagram, anything like that? Sure. So um, you can follow me on Facebook. It's um, Sabrina Willis. And then on Instagram is Sabrina Willis underscore. Um, and then my website is www.sabrinainspires.com. All right. What about you, and Diane? I'm on Facebook, um, Diane Savings Queen Parker. Um, and I'm on Instagram at AKC underscore accommodations. So um, I'll be looking forward to you guys' uh, likes and follows and uh, friend requests. Right. And and once we end the show, I will get y'all contact information, your links, and then I will post it in the comments on this show so people can go and just easily click on it and follow y'all. Okay. All right. Well, thank everybody out there for tuning in and all of the comments and the inspirational messages from you all. We appreciate y'all each and every week from coming back and listen to our dope discussions. Mm -hmm. and, the ladies turned out tonight. I'm looking at the comments. Yeah. I'm like, look at them. <laughs> <laughs> see the ladies on you. See the ladies. <laughs> it must be this new haircut. <laughs> oh, oh, you you brought him on. You the one brought him on. <laughs> no shave November is over. Like. <laughs> All right, y'all. Good night. Good night, everyone.